Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. I'm joined by Ango, Angus Hamill, and we're going to be t- giving our predictions of the 2020 season, how we think the nines will, t- will pan out, and a little bit of you know the news headlines and whatnot. This episode is sponsored by Everything Sports, So, which in the title itself, if you need any sporting goods, sporting equipment, mainly cricket, but also sports in general, head to Everything Sports in West Gosford, New South Wales, Australia, or head to their website. We are also sponsored by the Grange Hotel in Wyoming. For a good feed, a good drink, and a good time, head over to the Grange Hotel in Wyoming, New South Wales, Australia. And guess what, everyone? Fucking um, Valentine's Day is coming up. And you know what that means, you know? If you're single, obviously it's not a good day for you. Um, but... If you do have that someone special, head to iHeart Diamonds or iHeart Moist Nice website to get your love, your lovely person something special, a little bit of jewellery, um, and tell them the final tackle sent you because they are also one of our sponsors. Let's get stuck into it, uh, Ango mate. Uh, welcome back and what and bring on twenty twenty season. We're just done. We're just over a month away now from the, from kickoff. Yeah, hell yeah. Thanks, CJ, for having me as always. It's a pleasure to be back on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. Like, oh man, it's only a month away. We've still got trials as well in between now and then and the and the Perth Nines. So yes, uh, a lot of footy on the way. I'm so excited. Uh, let's touch on the trials. Are you going to go to the Roosters Knights at the Central Coast Stadium? Well, I was a bit disappointed, actually, when I was looking at the trial schedule because usually Manly and Roosters have a trial game at Central Coast Stadium, and as a Manly supporter, me and Dad uh, like to go down with our Roosters uh, supporter friends, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I think that might be something I'll check out anyway. I mean, Manly aren't playing, but um, I think I'll go down to probably support the Novocastrian team, so yeah, you might catch me there. Well, I mean, you could potentially go for the Roosters that day because we have a Central Coastie or Coastie who plays for the Roosters in Matt Ikevalu. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Um, yes. So maybe go because he's a bit closer to home than the Novocastrians, technically. Yeah, I mean, Central Coast, we are on the coast and Newcastle's about an hour north, so it's good. Quite a local feel it will have. That's, That's great news. Okay, cool, good stuff. Um... So, uh, speaking of Central Coast games this year, there is the Raiders taking on the Rabbitohs later this year in August um, at Central mm. Coast Stadium. I'll definitely be going to that game. That's just a little bit of a tidbit for anyone um, on the Central Coast that may not know the schedules for the NRL games. There is only, I think, two games this year. There's only one. Tri- there's only one trial game this year, um, and that's the Roosters taking on the Knights on the Central Coast at Central Coast Stadium, and only one home and away season game at the Central Coast Stadium. There's usually about only one or two. Oh, no, anyway. there's, there's three. There is? There, there's there's Rabbitohs and Raiders, yep. and then there's, in round two, Manly versus Roosters, mm-hmm. and then later on in the season, there's Manly versus Tigers. Well, that would be why Manly us. and Roosters aren't playing each other in the trials at Central Coast Stadium, because it's so early on in the home and away season that it's booked. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. And we'll be <laughs> going to the Manly Roosters game, because I will definitely be going, A, to cheer on anyone but Manly, as everyone knows anyone <laughs> but Manly, um, but yeah, also that's, for that's... Matt Cavalli. <laughs> Of course, yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. you got to support the Coasties. But, like, Manly, of course, I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. I'll be at the Manly vs. Tigers one as well. Nice. Uh, if, if I'm not working, that is. So, uh, definitely, I'll catch you there, probably. Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, may even carpool it and make a day of it. Um, have, a few, have a few sneaky babies at the, at the Leagues Club across from um, Central Coast Stadium. Anyway, let's get back in onto topic. Um, the 2020 season, Angus. Um, where do you... Who would be your top eight prediction from this point on, um, as in before the game, you know, season even starts? 
And also, Ooh. who do you think is going to surprise or turn some heads? May not necessarily make the eight. It does that doesn't matter. But who do you think are going to turn some heads doing it? Well, I reckon uh, in terms of uh, the top eight at the end of next year, it's obviously like it's obviously one of those things where people are running on our podcasts and betting sites like the way too early predictions. But yep. I reckon from what we've seen from uh, squad strengths during the off season, I reckon we'll see a few usual suspects. Melbourne, of course, will be up there, but I don't think they'll be as high as they usually are because there's a lot of uh, trafficking, like a lot of players leaving the club and a lot of new like talent that are being brought through that aren't really proven at first that grade so melbourne blooded, i reckon exactly and they're not experienced and for that reason melbourne they were minor premiers last year i don't think they'll be up the top again i think they might be middle of the eight yep. i reckon it'll be close between roosters rabbitos and raiders for that top spot okay. i reckon judging by the squads and how they're looking right now rabbitos is another team that's kind of shuffled a little bit with uh the signing of Latrell Mitchell and letting go Adam Dewey. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Latrell goes at fullback. Of course, the last time they brought in a marquee signing that went from centre to fullback, um, they ended up having an incredible run for a few years with him. Of course, I'm talking about Greg Inglis, and uh, they won the premiership with him. So that's a, that could, they could be a surprise package. Like South Sydney, they have the potential to finish top of the ladder, but it's going to be a rough ride to get up there. I reckon as we go, I mean... I'll just give you, like, from first to eighth right now, I guess probably I'd say the top three in no particular order will probably be Raiders, Rabbitohs, and Roosters, I'd say. Yep. And then I reckon middle, about fourth and fifth would be, I'd say Storm would be around that area. Yep. Maybe I'd say even Manly or the Sharks. It's tough to tell. And then towards the bottom of the eight, I would even give it to... uh, the Tigers. I wouldn't. In the, I would not give the Tigers a top eight spot this year. Sorry, continue. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, I was I was just thinking they only just missed out in 2019, so they might bounce back. But I, I reckon this could be. I reckon this could be the year. They've shown potential, but they've always fallen at the last hurdle. I reckon this could be the year the Knights finally break into the eight. Even if they just finish eighth, I reckon it'll be close between them and the other mid-table teams like the Panthers and the Broncos. It'll be like a real tough tussle for eighth spot, quite like it was in 2019. Well, I mean, I am i don't disagree with you, except for the Tigers. Um, I do not think the Tigers have the strength this year. Yes, obviously, everyone will be saying, oh, but we've got the Lee Lua brothers. So? Like, what's your point? Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, they play well together. You know, obviously, they know each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know, like the Trebojevic brothers. But the ter- the Trebojevic brothers do two totally different jobs in that team. You know, one's a fullback, one's a bloody forward. Couldn't be further apart, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I just, I do not see the Tigers making the top eight. I don't even see them making ninth, as they've been notoriously ninth for the last few years. I see them making between 11th and 14th. Um Unfortunately, um, I also um, I, I want the Panthers to make the eight, but again, I don't think they will. I think they'll 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 go just short. The Titans, I think, will be a team to watch. Obviously, they'll be a team to watch this season coming up. I don't think they'll get the, the spoon again, but they won't make the eight. Um, they'll probably come in a, in about tenth. Now, my top eight predictions: the top three, in no particular order, would be Raiders. Uh, possibly, ra- mm. possibly Rabbitohs, um, if they, as you said, if they go on form. Um, and honestly, don't be surprised if the Warriors or the Sharks are in that third spot. Um, Ooh, that would be interesting. And then in for to fill out the final of rest of the top eight, 
in no particular order, not fourth to eighth, but just in general who I think will be in the rest of the eighth. Eight, I reckon we'll see the Broncos, um, Manly, probably the um, Bulldogs, if, if, and that's, a, again, a big if, um, they pull their finger out and don't lull like they did last year because they had a shocker start to the season. I also think the mm. Dragons are going to get there, but very bottom of the top eight, maybe seventh or eighth. Um, and to round it out, fucking... I reckon the Eels will get there as well. Um, teams that will mm. struggle throughout the year, not necessarily make the eight, but they won't make the spoon, Will be, but will still struggle to find form, will be the Cowboys. Even though they'll, they've Definitely. got you know, Marquee signing with you know um, Valentine Holmes and whatnot, I think they're going to struggle. They'll, they won't come last, but I've been known to be wrong before. Um, so I'd say they'd probably come in between 11th and 13th, you know? So... Um, yeah, that's just my prediction for the top eight for this year. Um, let's skip over to the nines. Um, first of all, the nines are back um, with a vengeance. They're in Australia this time, over in Perth. Um, and, mate, what are your thoughts on the nines and who do you think is going to take it out, other than, obviously, Manly for your head? <laughs> well, I'd love Manly to go well, but, um, yeah, you never know with the nines because every team has um, a squad full of young, inexperienced players to test out, and also a lot of teams tend to bring back former players, like we'll touch on in, in just a moment. So mm-hmm. um, the only thing I really have followed closely about the nines so far is the jerseys, and they're quite pretty good-looking. I like the dragons, I and like I really like... I like the shark. I think that's a fu- like a more funny kind of gimmicky jersey. The sharks. Oh, oh, I really is, like but that it's as well. So badass, you know. Like it, it looks. Yeah, it's great. like the, Yeah, it's epic. Like with the big shark mouth on the front, that looks pretty cool. Uh, what other ones did I like? I liked the warriors as well. I thought that looked really nice. And the knights. <laughs> I liked the knights. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of like a. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, but honestly, you can never pick who. T- uh, takes out the nines but I, I would like to see I mean it would be interesting to see how the Roosters go with their uh, AFL signing <laughs> uh, the AFL player I forget his name that they've they've signed uh, yeah. I think he's a he played with the Swans and he's kind of like a kicking coach now for the Roosters I think he I forget did, his yeah. name um, I forget I'm sure a listener will pick us up on that yes. um, uh, and speaking of signings and you know for the nines uh, the Bulldogs have brought out of retirement Andrew Ryan and the yes, Broncos have brought out of retirement Corey Parker. Yes. So I think that'll two, be... Two, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say two um, absolute stars of the um, early 2000s right there. And speaking and Bobcat of stars... Did... Um, sorry to interrupt real quick. And speaking of stars, okay. the NRL 9's women's Roosters team have brought on loan from the Leeds Rhinos women's team Courtney Hill, who also is a star in her own right because she played in the Women's Big Bash League um, for the Brisbane mm. Heat uh, before making the switch to Rugby League and making uh, Woman of Steel, which to anyone who doesn't know in the Super League is the equivalent of the... Um, the Dallium. The Dallium. Um, and so she got Woman of Steel last last season, captained the Leeds Rhinos women's team to a grand final win last season. Um, so honestly, fucking, what can't she do? So the Roosters will be <laughs> really good to ha- to have her on their on their nines team this year. So go ahead with Bobcat. Oh, that'd be awesome to see how she goes. Oh, I was gonna say Bobcat played recently in the Legends of League, didn't he? So Andrew Ryan, he's yes, got he did. some. Yes, he did. Yes. So um, he's got kind of. Final. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, he's he got played nine for experience as well. Oh, really? Did he play in the Auckland Nines? No, no, but the Legends of League is a Nines tournament. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Also, yeah. Corey sorry, Parker I forgot about does that. Does have some Nines experience because, but just before he retired for the the two years before he retired was the Auckland Nines. Yeah, yeah. So he's, so he's played in the. Well, he's played in the uh, top-notch NRL nines, Corey Parker, but yes. um, Andrew Ryan has the recent in experience on his side, so because um, he's played in Legends of League. It'll be interesting to see how they face up. Obviously, uh, Corey's going to play for the Broncos, and uh, Andrew's going to play for the Bulldogs. So I'd like to see a Bulldogs-Broncos uh, final. That hasn't happened since 98. Oh, <laughs> that would be epic. I mean, if uh, Bulldogs and Broncos, with those two well, club legends, really make it all the way to the final of the Lions, that's going to be quite a billing to see Parker versus Ryan, two old heads oh, in the... Honestly, in the, a war horse yeah. and an old war dog. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> you should contact the NRL and get them to make that. Honestly, <laughs> war horse and war dog, let, if, if they play each other in the final. No, no, the dog of war <laughs> against the war horses. Oh, that's so go. good. Honestly, they, I can they picture should the headlines that, now. Honestly, they should make that as just an exhibition match of all the Broncos old boys and the Bulldogs old boys. NRL, oh. fucking hit us up. <laughs> Bushfire charity match, NRL, make it happen. Fucking do it. Broncos versus Bulldogs. Yes. <laughs> and the captains, Bobcat and Corey Parker on each team. That would yes. be epic. Honestly, and make it like uh, <laughs> some big-ass stadium. I don't know, freaking um, Bankwest. Bankwest. Bank yeah. Because that's central for everyone. Um... Or make it a tri-series, as in one game at Bankwest, one game at um, Suncorp, and one game back at Bankwest each year. Oh, dude. Oh, that sounds epic. Look at this. Ideas are flowing from us from water, uh, like water. How good is that? Seriously, N NRL, <laughs> fucking hire us up. We can be your creative consultants. And speaking of the NRL, um, the final tackle has got a tipping competition, everyone. Um, $5 good entry. It's a Thank you. It's a $5 donation to our um, PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash the final tackle poddy, P-O-D-D-Y, or um, inbox us on Facebook, Instagram, etc. if you want our bank details if you don't have PayPal. <coughs> and you can go in the chance, A, to tip against the greats. We have Robbie O'Davis, um, Mark Tukey. Um, Brett Horsnell. We also have um, Troy Campbell and a few other former NRL greats who are joining us in the tipping competition this year. So, can you punt against the against the pros? Can you beat them? There are prizes for the end of season's first, second, third, and last place on the on the <laughs> tipping competition ladder. Uh, the prizes will be announced within the week. They are exponentially awesome experiences for the first prize and. Awesome prizes for second, third, and last. Um, Five dollars entry, as I said, um, that helps go go back and help fund. It helps fund the podcast for this for this season and this year. Um, and yeah, as soon as you guys do that, we'll be giving you the um, pin and whatnot. You'll be having myself, Angus, um, and the final tackle team members, obviously, as well as the pros and everyone else of the of the public um, to try and punt against us and punt against the pros. Um, yeah, um, fab. that was a pretty cool segue, I think. Um, yeah. Wonderfully done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna aim to go for last place. I'm gonna tip teams like the Titans, the Tigers, Manly. the the Panthers, <laughs> and well, ooh, Manly are really rocks and diamonds. So you know what? Even though I am like by default gonna tip Manly every week, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it all depends on whether they win or lose. Meanwhile, Just like I'm sure everyone else can agree with me by going anyone but Manly. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised looking through the uh, tipping sheets if uh, there's many Seagulls um, cho chosen right there. But um, hey, if Manly wins the comp and I tip Manly every week, well, I mean, I mean, I could be one of those top three prizes. You never oh, know. You're not wrong. I could beat the pros. You're not wrong. Yes, that is very true. Um, so do, is there any news um, or topics that you've seen recently on the NRL.com uh, website that you think are worthy of mentioning? Well, there's one that's just come through recently out of the West Tigers. Uh, they've announced their leadership team and the co-captains of the club, which are absolute legend Benji Marshall and new recruit Moses Embai, mm -hmm. uh, who they got from the Bulldogs last year. So it's quite interesting to see an old head and a, a newer face at the club teaming up to be the co-captains. And yeah, it's, time will tell whether or not that works, but I reckon it's quite an interesting choice made by the Tigers there. Agreed. And speaking of co-captains, the Eels um, have just poached <laughs> Ryan Madison from the Tigers over the last three months, and they've already named him in their leadership um, as, a, as a leadership five, role. Le five captains. No, 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 it's not five captains. Um, team People try and say that. It's not. There's one captain and a vice captain, and then the rest are just leadership squad. So that's leadership oh, team is what I see it as. Um, what are your thoughts on Madison after only being in the team such squad for literally pretty much the off-season, really, and already getting a leadership role. I think that says a lot about him as a person. Um, yeah. And well, I'm, I mean, bring it on for him. But, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I mean, they've obviously followed him closely. He had an incredible year last year with the Tigers. Yes, he did. It was a real breakout season, and at the end of it, rightly so, his form really demanded uh, quite a big upstep in his contract and the eels were on hand to provide that obviously the coaching staff at the eels have definitely seen something big in this man and um you know therefore they've brought him in and immediately rewarded him with leadership status and i think uh it says a lot about the um, ryan madison's character on and off the field for them to uh you know without even playing a game for the club put him on their leadership lineup i, there I agree and, with that but also that also a it says a lot about him as a person and a player. But what does that say about the current squad in the Eels team that they pick one... <laughs> obviously, there's five. Obviously, there's an established captain in Gutherson and all that. But they pick a player that's not even been at the team for three months, whereas there's been players that have been there for two to three years and they didn't even get a shot. What does that say about the mm. players as a, all the culture there? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, um, I can't tell too much about what's going on in the Eels and what's going on in uh, Brad Arthur's head and all that, but... Ryan Madison coming in, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the club saying, this is the example of a player you should follow to be like. We respect him. We like how he plays. We like how he acts. This is what we want you, people who have been here already, to model yourselves after. Yep. And I think it's like a, it's like the coaching staff sending a message to the established members of the club that, uh, I mean, if you model yourself after players like Madison – put in the ethic and make yourself known throughout the club even more, uh, you might get rewarded with, uh, you know, the, I guess you could say group A of the club, which is the leadership group. And I really think it's the coaching staff sending a message to the club saying, this could be you if you end up being more like him. And um, yeah, something similar like that. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And now let's go on the topic of drought breakers. Um, most notably, mm. the most recent drought breaker is the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years and their first appearance in the Super Bowl 
in 50 years. Um, first of all, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for um, yeah, well done. for knocking down um, and definitely with the comeback um, against the 49ers. And a special mention to Gavin Badger, who is a hardcore Chiefs fan and a beloved rugby league well, NRL um, uh, referee for referee. bringing out his story on the NRL.com. I don't know if you people mm. have seen it, but and I'm not going to give anything away, but it's only a six-minute... Um, uh, video short on the NRL.com community. I will link it. Um, your story, Gavin, is inspirational to say the least. Um, and you've got nothing but our support here from the final tackle. Um, and mate, you are definitely an inspiration. I would love to get you on the podcast at some point. Obviously, I know that NRL officials are not allowed to do podcasting until they are retired or you know change um, codes. So at some point, Gavin, I would love to have you on the podcast. Um, not just to talk about that that side of your story, but just in general, mate, you are an inspiration. And last topic, segueing back into drought breakers. Of the last decade, there was three drought breaking grand finals. There was the Cowboys winning mm. their first ever, the Sharks winning their first ever, and the Rabbitohs winning their first one in 40-something years. Of those three, Angus, which one stood out to you the most? Oh, well, just because of the amount of passion and pride that there is behind this certain club and the story and the journey they took from their previous victory to their victory in the last decade, I'd say the Rabbitohs would be probably the standout of the three. I mean, the other two were incredibly close grand finals. There was a lot of drama surrounding the North Queensland victory over the Broncos with the try coming in the last seconds. And then the fairy tale, really, to Jonathan Thurston, who'd been at the club for over a decade at that point. I mean, he'd already but won a the, grand final, though, with the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah but uh, he picked up the Cowboys, who had never well, yeah, never won the grand final. In, in his o- first season in with the club. they made it, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, in his first season with the club, they made it to the grand final, but were beaten uh, quite convincingly by the what, Tigers. What, what but... would have been a fairy tale for him would be the first season with the club, they make it and lost, and his last season, but it wasn't, but his last season with the club, they make it and win it. Wouldn't that have been a story, eh? That would have been epic. Like, imagine that. And But he played a couple of years. He did. Uh, some would argue saying he played a bit too long, but... Um, <laughs> Cameron Smith. He... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? Only time will tell with that as well. He's, I think he should I don't have know. retired 2017-2016, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, the, the day the big three played their last game was the 2017 grand final. And, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cronk left to go to the Roosters. Uh, Billy Slater stayed for one more year. But Cameron Smith, I think he's just prolonging it a little bit too far, uh, if I'm honest. But, um, yeah, the, the Rabbitohs one, I think, stands out the most to me. And I think it's also from a personal perspective, growing up in a family full of South Sydney fans. Yep. Um, my great aunties and uncles actually went in the march when they were kicked out of the comp for three years the Rabbitohs were fully flatlining they were out of the nrl and it didn't look like they'd ever come back and then they were brought back they won a heap of wooden spoons they were always Mm -hmm. finishing out of the eights they never made the finals until i think the early 2010s late 2000s and for them to resurge themselves from being a literally clinically dead club to rise to the pinnacle and win their first premiership since 1971 really just speaks volumes of the passion and the history and the people that just invest so much time money and effort into this really proud club probably the i'd say the proudest in the nrl and it was just a culmination of all those efforts people coming together the players coming together and melding and playing brilliantly all season to make it to the grand final and then in the end it was a close 70 minutes that grand final 
and then they just ran away with it in the last 10, uh, including the famous vision of Greg Inglis scoring that 80th minute try uh, and doing the Goanna and everyone jumping on him. The vision of Sam Burgess who broke his cheekbone in the, in first, the first tackle of the match. Yeah, and then he <laughs> went on and played the whole game. Yeah, and then he, the footage of him after the game crying because, yeah, it was just so emotional for him. They literally brought a club back from the dead to go on and win the premiership. It's just an extraordinary effort. Not discounting what happened to the Cowboys. They did a great job to win their first grand final after being in the comp for 20 years. The Sharks, even more impressive, I'd say, winning their first comp after being in the um, in the NRL for 50 years. So, But I reckon the one that stands out in the most sentimental value would be the 2014 grand final and the South Sydney Rabbitohs capturing their first flag in 40-something years. Nice. Well, I'm about to spray over a massive unpopular opinion um, of mine. It is an opinion that I have, but I'm sure it's going to be an unpopular. Um, Ooh, here we go. <laughs> first of all, the Sharks grand final is the one that stands out for me out of those three um, because they've been there and lost it in 97, the Super League Grand Final. Um, so mm. some people had never seen the Sharks win in their whole lifetime. So, uh, same with the Rabbitohs, obviously. Um, but more so with the Sharks, you know. Um, example, same with the Chiefs. 50 years, literally Paul Rudd, who was an actor, massive fan of them, was born the a few months after the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And he's wow. 50. Um Anyway, long story short, that's why I a, believe the Sharks won because it wasn't. It, it was such a challenge. It took. It like went down to the final siren to win. Um, mm. That first of all, the Sharks one does um, go stand out for me. However, my unpopular opinion is the Rabbitohs. Um, that grand final was great. Don't get me wrong. Forty-one years, definitely a lot of people would say long time between drinks. Hundred percent. But um, the oldest proudest loudest can fuck off um oh yes they are technically seven days older than the sydney roosters but they were um relegated from the league as you know in the early 2000s so mm. therefore te and they were reinstated in 2002 as everyone knows i think it was a 2003 is one of those one of those years um, yeah, yeah, I think it was... Uh, I forget which one. Two, uh, 2002, 2002 yeah, 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 <laughs> Exited 99, readmitted 02. So therefore, mm -hmm. um, you... Uh, the the Rabbitohs, in my opinion, were reinstated, obviously. Um, and therefore, being founded... Yes, you were founded 17th of January 1908. It does not make you the oldest, proudest, loudest anymore. Because the Roosters have never been... They've Exit, just been exited. continually running. They've been continually from the 24th of January 1908. They've still been a team. The Rabbitohs have been from the 17th of January 1908. Obviously, seven days older, technically. Um, but again, the Roosters were not exited. Granted, yes, you know, by all means, have the saying, oldest, loudest, proudest. But that statement, in my opinion, is irrelevant. Unfortunately, as much as I love the game, you need to stop doing hashtag oldest, loudest, proudest. Yes, yes you may um, be the loudest and the proudest. But you are not the oldest. Yes, by seven days, but no longer because you were exited from the league. Um, yeah, I mean, technically, they've only, I mean, continually existed since 2002. Yes, they've continually so existed if... from 2002 and up until 1999. So if you minus those, mm. so I'm, I'm happy for them to, say, to claim the amount of years from 1908 to 99 and then 02 to up until now. But just don't include those, those three years because you're not. 
you were not part of the league. That'd be like literally saying if North Sydney Bears were to come back into the league next year, and then they were to be like, yeah, all those years that we weren't in it counted. Mm. You know, like even the years when they were Northern Eagles. <laughs> yeah, even the years when they were Northern Eagles. You know, it'd be no, you you weren't. You know. But I think a lot of people turn a blind eye because, A, they're such a beloved team, which they are, the Rabbitohs. Um, it was only three years. But again, three years is three full competition seasons, you know? And it wasn't like it was during the Super League War. It wasn't... It, it was official NRL because the NRL became a thing in 1998. So, again, it'd be like that. Or it'd be like, you know... Um, actually, it'd be like the Glebe Dirty Reds coming back. They exited in 1938. It'd be like that because yeah. they were they were one of the 1908 teams. If they were to come back and say we're one of the oldest teams, we were founded in 1908. 1908. It's like yeah, but you exited in 38, and it'd be even know? more ridiculous if it was like Annandale or University <laughs> or Cumberland. Exactly, <laughs> one you of know? those teams that <laughs> exited in like. I mean, actually, you don't hear Newcastle fans saying oldest, loudest, proudest. There was a Newcastle team back in 1908, and they exactly. didn't come back until 1988. So. Exactly. Now, I mean, as I said, I'm not trying to put hate on the Rabbitohs. By all means, be proud, be loud, but you are not the oldest. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> um, whenever I you've see just started hashtag, another, you've, you've just yep. started another chapter in the war between South Sydney and the Roosters now. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, but go for it. I mean. Fucking have at it, fans. Um, by all means, shit on me all you want in the in the comments. By all means, I will read and reply to every comment if there are any comments on this. Um, but just know that my opinion is not is unwavering. It is not going to change <laughs> because it actually, your ground. It, it actually shits me off when I see hashtag oldest, loudest, proudest on any post. <laughs> so anyway, um, on that topic and on that end, um. We've got uh, we've got to head off because Angus has got some things to do. Uh, thank you very much for joining me here, Angus, and I will chat to you um, at some point. Also, um, Angus and myself will be at the Manly Members Day at, the, at Brookvale Oval on Saturday coming up um, from nine a.m. till eleven a.m. So if any of you want to, see, if any of you see us and you want to, you know, say hi or you know talk about the podcast or whatever, or let us know. You'll be able to see CJ and Angus. CJ will be in his NRL Final Tackle podcast shirt. Um, Angus will be in his manly gear, I'm sure. Um, Definitely. So, so by all means, if you see us, say hi to us. Get a selfie if you want. Have a chinwag. Do whatever you guys want to do. And yeah, yeah. Come, come and say hi. We'll be giving away business cards. And, we'll um... be giving away business cards. <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll be giving away business cards. And also, we'll be giving away some autographed things. Um, of former NRL players. Ah. Not, unfortunately, not Manly because I haven't had the chance to meet a lot of Manly players. Um, however, um, there will be former... That'll change on Saturday. Exactly. And there'll be former autograph things by former players from other clubs and history in general. So be sure to come check us out if you see us there. Say hi. And it'll be first in best dressed for the autograph things because I'll be only taking... I will be taking only five items. So you've got to be one of the first five people to come Ooh. say hi to us. 